Aren't you tired of the same content, the same subjects, the same phrases, the same delivery? It's weird at this point. Media Den wants to change that. You deserve a platform that will give you variety and a high-quality audio experience. And you can't forget a timely show. Media Den provides short-form podcasts that trim the fat without destroying the details. Now, you don't have to feel committed to what everyone else is talking about. Just niche shows that won't just interest you, but save time. Stay up to date with all of our shows by subscribing anywhere you get your podcasts. Media Den Network. It's all in the content. This episode is brought to you by Only the Real Entertainment and Media Den Productions. Happy y'all tuning in and tuned in with me. Uh, just want to go through some things, man. Uh, NBA's been nonstop with the uh, with the drama. You know, another day, another day of drama. So, first things first. You know me. We got to cover Heat basketball. Very shamelessly, a Heat fan and forever will be. Uh, Heat starting to win games. You know. They're starting to put together, you know, some dubs. They won against the title-contending Los Angeles Lakers, who were my preseason pick to represent the Western Conference. Doesn't look that well right now for them. But anyway, anyhow, we pull it out. Last-minute shot. Pause. That was crazy. Last-minute shot um, was missed by Cam Reddish. Uh, I, I don't. Get why people are getting on LeBron for making the correct play time after time after time again. That is what his MO is. That is what it will continue to be. He is always going to play with a high basketball IQ and a high motor and high knowledge of the game. Uh, at that particular point in time, he's not thinking about uh, any of you guys' input as far as him taking the last shot. Famous Lowe's, why are you commenting about how he should pull up or how he has to take the last shot? He does not have to do anything he doesn't want to do. He's four championships in. He's the all-time scoring title. Uh, he's going to be top 10 in assists. If he, I think he is already top 10 in assists. His basketball IQ surpasses that of you and I. So what we subscribe to or what we think we should, because we've seen a Michael Jordan We've seen a Kobe Bryant pull up on two to three people in the mid-range. That may not be his particular M.O. Skip Bayless has put it out there that he doesn't have the clutch gene, which has been debunked time and time again. Anyways, we're not talking about the Lakers. We're talking about Miami Heat. We are on a three-game win streak. Uh, So we go, um, we win against uh, the Lakers. We turn around and beat the Grizzlies. And when we beat the Grizzlies, man, we lose our leading scorer, Tyler Hero. 
which just summarizes the entirety of the season. Anytime that you have a good thing or a highlight, it gets snatched away from you. Uh, they said he should be out uh, 10 days, I believe it says here on this uh, injury report that I'm reading, but it looked really bad. He didn't put any pressure on it. He basically hobbled uh, into the locker room when uh, we played the Grizzlies. I, uh... <sighs> but I wanna, here's what I want to do before I get in any more in depth. Shout out Kyle Lowry. He almost had a triple-double against the Grizzlies. Granted, it's the Grizzlies who will probably have the number one pick because John Morant, it's John Morant, and we're not going to get into what John Morant means John Morant is. But they're, they're winless right now, so we're supposed to win against them. So, I mean, we can move on. It's going to be the more depression. I do not look forward to Jimmy pressing this early in the season. Our role players have been doing their thing. Shout out Duncan Robinson. Shout out uh, High Smith. He's doing his thing. I really like his defense. Um, Triple J is defensively is very much so shocked me. He's looked very mature. I think he's a diamond in the rough, regardless of what his true shooting percentage is. I think he'll figure it out uh, as far as how to get his shot on the NBA level. So we're going to get into Dirty Mackin and Mackin. Right now, we're just going to talk Mackin. All right, we're going to talk Paul Pierce. Shoots a shot at Miss Ruby Rose, which if anybody has a pair of eyes, I have four. I can see real well. <laughs> if anybody got eyes, you should, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shoots a shot at Ruby Rose. Uh, is that weird due to the age gap? Paul Pierce. We're going to look up Paul Pierce age. Paul Pierce is 46 years old, and I 1,000% believe that Ruby Rose is in her early 20s. Uh, Ruby Rose, yep, she's 26. She just turned 26, so that is a 20-year difference. Uh, is it weird? It depends on who you're asking. Here's, uh, well, I'm still in my 20s, so it's, it's a lot different for me. My ideology is that if you're, you're 21, we can have plenty of fun. I'm not going any lower than 21, just me personally. However, my brother in Christ, you were prepping to be in the NBA when she was born. When did Paul Pierce get drafted? That's about to be hilarious. That's about to be... <laughs> uh, well, first off, I think both of them are Libras. Shout out to that. Uh, yeah. When she was one years old, you made your debut with the Boston Celtics. Uh, can it be weird? Yeah, it can. But we see this age, age gap all the time. I believe, you know, 21 for me, you can have plenty of fun. But I believe after 25, you know, woman or man, you have full knowledge of what you're doing. Is it weird? It could be. But we've seen, you know, Hollywood date. With the 21, 20 age gap, etc. The my crush thing was a little much. Just be like, yo, I'm trying to see what happened. Which she gave him the number on the socials. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, Paul Pierce. Hopefully, you get that W. Um, I'm rooting for you. Uh, even though you're a Celtic. And anyways, uh, that was Mackie. Hopefully. You know, it was a fake number. The community notes ethered it. 
through Twitter, I believe he might have, you know what I'm saying, hit the text real quick. Yo, this, this Prince of Paul Pierce, this PP. He, he look like the guy that used this initials. This PP. You know, I'm trying to see what happened. Which probably getting a real number after that, you know. Um, and we don't know what occurred. There are two adults, consenting adults. And whatever happens, happens. Now, speaking of consenting adults, we have my first favorite rapper ever, right? I've, I don't think I've say, stated this on a social platform or any platform outside of those who knew me growing up. My first favorite rapper was that of Jay Jeezy Jenkins, Young Jeezy out of Macon, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. That was my guy, Thug Motivation 101. I was in the fifth grade rocking out to that. I just aged myself really bad. Anyways, his first four albums, as, long, uh, as well as the mixtapes in between, for those six years I had in rotation, heavy. I am a cheesy guy to the core. Uh, so Jeezy and Neil Long have an interview um, because he released a double album. Um, he released a double album last Friday, I believe. The full... The full interview came out recently here. The I, what is it called? I might forgive, but I don't forget. And then the interview itself came out a couple days ago. It's on my watch list on YouTube. Yeah, I had to watch it. Yeah, I had to watch it, y'all boys. It was crazy. It's just, uh, this is two days ago it came out. So, yeah, this is fairly new as far as the full interview, but they were... There were a lot of clips floating around through Twitter. Um, Mr. Jeezy's Dirty Mac. He coming fresh off a divorce. I don't know if the divorce is final. I know they're both pretty much leaving their marriages. Um, well, Nia Long was a marriage. She was engaged to uh, Ime Udoka. So, <laughs> Jeezy goes, don't cheat, which is a fact. Like, oh, is that is that free? I thought so too. Jesus, like, yeah, real, real niggas don't cheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you need along, baby. He may. I can almost guarantee you, wherever you cheated with my brother in Christ, wasn't me alone, boy. She's so bad. She in her, I think she in her 50 style. She's still bad. She can still, oh my God. Man. My heart, my heart is pounding. Just even talk about you, which if you're Jeezy, you're you probably going to have to do some dirty macking at that point. Uh, she is the age of 53. Wow. Still gorgeous to this day. Shout out to you. Black don't crack. Um, he goes, red niggas don't cheat. <laughs> and then they talk about being guarded. Nia goes, yeah, I can tell you're guarded. And Jeezy speaks to his past who's, you know used to do what he used to do in the streets of Atlanta. Don't want to incriminate the gentleman. I believe the statute of limitations are, are good enough for him to say a couple things about it. He used to sell drugs. All right. If you haven't heard his music, he used to sell drugs. Almost got caught up in the conspiracy with BMF. Still to this day, I'm not quite sure how he got out, but he got out and gave us some classics through his 20 plus year tenure of doing music. And yeah, yeah, I can tell you're guarded. I used to date drug dealers. She's like, oh, is that so? 
gleaming in my boy eyes. He gleaming. He gleaming. I'll be gleaming too. That's like, yeah, I used to, I used to date podcasters all the time. Oh, I used to date rappers all the time. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I would have fixed my top. <laughs> okay, you okay, used to, huh? Okay. Would have been Birdman hand right in front of her. Shameless Mackin. You hear me? Uh and then the Rockets played the Lakers. And boy, did the Lakers get flooded. Oh my god. They got flooded. They were getting flooded. I so Jalen Green plays probably the best game that I've seen him play, right? Uh, and the reports are coming out that he spoke to Mr. Jalen Green about him <laughs> about Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves making Team USA and he's not. And he was fuming. He goes and he gets 28 and 21 minutes. He gets 20. <laughs> He gets 28 in 21 minutes, 11 for 15, 5 from 6 from 3. He wasn't playing no games, and clearly the Lakers weren't playing any games because they got mollywopped by 34 points, flooded out of the building. It was over before it even started. He may probably saw that interview be like, yeah, all right, I'm going to remember. Yeah, 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 let's get right. I ain't losing this game. After what I just, the dirty, the dirty and I just saw, yeah, we about to go stupid. And they're winners of four straight. Shout out to the Rockets. They're getting it, getting it together. You know, a lot of teams are. Indiana, getting to it. OKC, Young Core, getting to it. Houston, getting to it. Minnesota, number three seed, as it stands right now. They're also on a four-game win streak with the number one defense in the league. Got a lot of guys getting to it. But ladies and gentlemen, Dirty Macking was at an all-time high. And uh, it's just so crazy that my first favorite rapper did this, bro. But it's Nia Long. Every time I want to be like, you dirty, Mackie, but it's Nia Long. It's the, <laughs> the dirty Mackie numbers really would pull up if Nia Long or Ruby Rose or, or Chloe Bailey or one of these fine black Hollywood women smelling like they smell looking like they look. 99 overall, dirty Mackie. Hall of Fame match. Yo, we're stew. I'm saying no, we're going stew. Yeah, you got to, got to, got to. All right, man. Enough of me clowning. Enough of me clowning. <laughs> we're going to get into real talk. Because uh, I'm not going to lie, this is pissed me off, as you can see. Look, I don't know about you, but I like my hoops unfiltered. Especially if it's about that Miami Heat. Heat Nation stand up here. If you do too, then tune in to Real Hoops. There's nothing better than hearing straight up unadulterated talk about ball and all the chaos that comes with it. You can go find Real Hoops on all podcast platforms. Go enjoy and run it up for your boy. You're... This, this, this verbally pissed me off. You have a gentleman, not a gentleman, let me not try my boy like that. He is a high 20 point to almost 30 point score in a mid-2000s in the Gilbert Arenas. He goes, Miami, he needed LeBron. LeBron didn't need 
the Miami Heat. And here's... So this is stemming around. This is a report that was floating around, right? Uh, that LeBron actually tweeted out. Um, let me actually pull it up here. Give me one second. All right. So here's the tweet. So LeBron says he'd still be just as dominant if he never went to the Miami Heat. Anthony Chiang is the reporter that reported this. And LeBron quote tweets this. He says, you damn right, I still would be. I'm chosen. Ain't nothing changing that. Maybe less rings, but dominant from start to finish. And I pretty much agree with LeBron here. Um, LeBron was ready to play in the NBA at 16 years old. Let's get this out. He was ready to play at 16 years old. If if it was possible at that point in time, he probably could have got a couple. He's that he was that developed and great that early. Probably would have gave 10 to maybe 12 points per game, but he would have definitely been in the league at 16. He was that dominant. He was chosen. That being said, I want to debunk what. Gilbert Arenas said, Gilbert Arenas goes that that's correct, that the Miami Heat bought their championships, et cetera, et cetera. And he goes to say that Dwayne Wade got paired up with Shaquille O'Neal, who was still, you know, above average to a good big at that particular point in time, but he wasn't the LA Lakers or the Orlando Magic Shack by any stretch of the imagination. That NBA Finals, that gentleman averaged 13 points per game and I believe 10 boards. He was not the Shaq of old, clearly, because he's, you know, he's aged at that particular point in time. And they were playing at a time where you had to spend multiple years in college. And he was not a one-and-done player. Um, at that particular point in time, he was 14 years into the league. You know what I mean? So he was in his mid-30s at that particular point in time, I believe. So <sighs> saying basically they purchased, they purchased it. Okay, so let's get a lot of facts straight, right? The very same Shaquille O'Neal was making headlines, I believe, the week prior, the week, um, like two weeks before. He stated that, you know, his weight fluctuated so much throughout his career. He was three-something um, in the first championship. Then he got up to 385. And then the third championship, he got all the way up to 415. And then he stated in that very same sentence that when he came to Miami, Pat Riley had him doing army drills and he dropped all the way back down to the 325 that he was reported as being. He was doing army drills with the Miami Heat. See, what Miami Heat culture isn't just purchasing good players. So it has everything to do with scouting. It has everything to do with preparation and conditioning Every player that has ever played here always raves about the condition that they were in. They have to report their body fat. They have to do certain exercises. You have to come ready. And the pecking order is established. LeBron wanted Spo out his first year. Let's, let's, let's talk about that. Spo is one of the greatest coaches to ever grace the sidelines. But LeBron at that particular time wanted him out. But Pat Riley was not going. Pat Riley believed in Spo. We believe in Spo and he nation. He he does what he does. Every coach makes mistakes. He's a human. But he's one of the greatest coaches to ever grace the sideline. Let's, let's get that particular point straight. So there was a pecking order. 
there was a lot of perks that LeBron wanted for his guys, rich in them, that he couldn't get in Miami, which is partially the reason why he left Miami, right? Heat culture is conditioning. Heat culture is commitment on the defensive side of the basketball. As you can see, the most dominant version of LeBron James defensively was when in a Miami Heat jersey. Shaquille O'Neal played defense when he was down. Dwayne Wade, greatest shot blocking guard ever. There's a reason for that, you know, maximizing guys' potential. That's what Heat culture is. So when you say that LeBron didn't need the Heat, that's probably accurate. I'm pretty sure he would still got a ring. If not in Cleveland, he would have went elsewhere. It would have took him longer, I believe, but he probably would have got it done. See what the Miami Heat did for LeBron was expedite his already shaped knowledge. It made him a thinker of the game. Now, it wasn't just booming athleticism. It was thinking the game through paired with his athleticism, which in turn made him the greatest player to ever touch the court. He calls it himself college. We taught him how to win and, and, and not, not that sounds so disingenuous because he was winning regular season. He was winning 60 plus regular season games. We taught him how to win playoff games, situational awareness, habits, defensive commitment, knowing what needs to be done in order to win a championship because we raised the banner six years prior to him giving us the championship when he won, you know, against the OKC Thunder back in the 2012 season. It was already established. There was already a packing order that went beyond it. So when people say that LeBron would have still been LeBron, he's correct. He probably still would have been the all-time leading scorer. But he knew at a particular point in time the situational awareness to, to go all out, to relax, pace, things like that were knowledge down here with a structured coach and a coaching staff. And a Dwayne Wade, who already won prior, had established that he coaches as well as Pat Riley, who's, who already won five championships with the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, as an assistant and head coach for them. You know, New York Knicks, they were tough and gritty, probably the one that drove Jordan, on, on the, you know, 90s Jordan in particular, to the brink of elimination. Tough guy. But we established that down here. And me as a Miami Heat fan won't allow disingenuous or I should say ignorant to Heat culture to be floating around. What we did for LeBron is documented by him as well. He said I would have had less rings. The reason why he came here is because Pat Riley laid those rings on the table, which is notoriously reported and fact-checked. So, yeah, we needed LeBron. 100% we would not have those two banners as well as those four Eastern Conference consecutive championships without a one LeBron James who was the best player at that particular point in time when he became free agent and signed over here. 1,000% correct. But he also needed us because he needed the habits. He needed the nutrition. He needed to think the game. He needed to be challenged. And he was not going to be challenged in the Cleveland Cavaliers jersey where everything was, you know, pretty much given to him and, you know, from the standpoint outside of players. But all of the perks he had access to in Cleveland. Down here, nah. This was, is what's going to go on. 
Expo came up to him and said, yo, if you want me fired, you got to call this number and put Pat Riley's number on the board because there was a pecking order that was established. And LeBron saw how a franchise and an organization can be a championship organization. And then he returned and bought that to Cleveland. He probably would have had a couple if Kyrie didn't get hurt or if KD didn't go to Golden State because he knew how an organization is supposed to run. He knew how a roster is supposed to look. You saw him chip down on his weight when he went back to Cleveland that second time and he thought the game through. They raved about those four years that he was in Cleveland, you know, in particular 2018 Cleveland LeBron, the, the mind had matched the body and that would, that's what made him unstoppable as well as jump shooting. So yeah, he needed LeBron and LeBron needed him. That's just the facts, Gilbert. Anyways, what we listening to right now? We listening to that Ross and Meek. That tough. that Ross and Meek is tough. You know, I've been having that a rotation all day today. I heard that new Yak came out. Kodak Black heard that came out. I'm gonna put that in my rotation too. Um, I'm gonna listen to that Little Dirt single. <clears throat> and I got a little surprise for y'all. This is a very long pod. Something I've been working on. I'm gonna have Cam chop chip it a little bit at the end and let me know what y'all think. You know, um, but other than that. I'm out, ladies and gentlemen. Another long part. Let's pause again long because I got more to say. But anyway, I appreciate y'all for tapping in. Hey, boys, No longer knew that was the old me that you knew before. Waking up to praying, meditating just to cope for real. Identity crisis, look in the mirror, see it go for real. They thinking that I'm worried about them. Never in my scope for real. They texting me like, when you drop it, you know you the hope for real. Picked up the pod, talking who? Their memories fade, but I still rap this thing of ours. This memories made. In a sense, it's bittersweet, cause it's what this pain made. Talking about this pod, gotta say what up to Dwayne Wade. They'd rather sell their soul before they selling you some merch. Living life in solitude while enjoying every perk. All the thousands that I spent on music, I knew it would work. Kept records of the sleepers. I was something like a clerk. Real rap, just in case you all forgot, I still rap. Pray to God.